Welcome back to the With Joe Eby podcast. Luke, we're going to 80-20 your life today. Oh. I hope you're excited for that. Very. And we're going to take it from Tim Ferriss' breakout book, The 4-Hour Workweek, very famous, very influential book. We've been talking about heaps. And he's big on the 80-20 principle. I'm going to throw you on the spot just because it's fun to watch you squirm. <laughs> um, what's the 80-20 principle? The 80-20 principle is basically trying a way to sort of a, a mental framework to look at the the things that actually produce the most results. So the 20, yeah. 20% of the things that produce 80% of the results. So it's kind of like a, a rule of thumb that 20% of inputs, for example, in a general sense will produce actually 80% of the outcomes. And you can yeah. sort of apply that framework to many different things. Any, anything really is just mm. like... Tim Ferriss didn't invent it. It's called Pareto's Law. The guy who first found it was an Italian economist, I think. Mm. Uh, so, like, for example, specifics like 20% of the companies on the ASX or something probably make 80% of the money, right? 20% of the top 20% of tennis players probably make 80% of the money and the bottom 80% probably make 20% of the money. Like the top the top 20% of movies on IMDb have uh, maybe like 80% of the this one's breaking down on me live, but best ratings. I was going to say views, but that would be blockbuster. But, you know, the top 20% of blockbuster, best blockbuster hits. So it's like anything. And then normally it's a very good thing to apply to work and life because it's like what 20% of the people I hang out with make my life 80% better versus mm -hmm. like 80% of them probably only make my time like 20% better. And what when I'm working, I can do anything at work. I get emails with stuff to do all the time. But what 20% of things am I doing that actually provide 80% of the value in my job or in my business, right? So, for example, you know, I had to like, for concert student, like running events and stuff, I realized I was losing a lot of time organizing events. And I thought, shit, that's something, that's something that like anyone else can do. What can only I do that's actually probably even more valuable? And it's like probably at this point in time, like designing the website or starting our you know, email list because writing is a, is a strength. And normally you actually simplify things. You often make your workload less, your stress less, your mental fatigue less by whilst actually doing or achieving more. So it's a very powerful framework. And I guess we've got these questions here, which is just really good because you can apply this to your life. Like <laughs> this couple of minutes is more powerful reflection than most of us do ever in like 80 years. So in general, to summarize, there are two questions from the four hour work week on this. What 20% of sources are causing 80% of my problems and unhappiness? Wow, Luke, wow, wow, what a question. And then the flip of that, what 20% of sources are resulting in 80% of my desired outcomes and happiness? That's pretty powerful. So once upon a time, writing for me was in that 20%. Like I wasn't spending that much time on it, but it was the best, clearly one of the best things for me. And, you know, I guess working with certain people. So it's like, wow, imagine if I could spend more time doing that. So if you can spend more time doing, so for me, more time doing writing, which I'm able to do now, is, is pretty wow. Like that's powerful, right? Because I actually do that more effective thing more often. Anyway, here are some more questions that relate to it, right? Get specific. If you had, and Luke, maybe what you do, pick your favorite one and we'll unpack it because there's so many good ones. 
Okay, so you'll be paying attention. I'll, I'll make sure you can see them actually. Why? You know, we love you here and we don't want to make your help any harder than it needs to be. <laughs> so you can see that? Yep. All right. So if you had a heart attack and had to work two hours per day, what would you do? That's the first one. Next, if you had a second heart attack <laughs> and had to work two hours per week, what would you do? So they're good together, obviously. I use this one for writing. If you had a gun to your head and had to stop doing four out of five or 80%, the different time-consuming activities, what would you remove? Next one, what are the top three activities that I use to fill time to feel as though I've been productive? We talked about that a lot two episodes ago. Who are the 20% of people who produce 80% of your enjoyment and propel you forward? And which 20% cause 80% of your depression, anger, and second guessing? Confide in them honestly. He's got a few instructions around that, confiding in them honestly. or And then I think the last one is learn to ask if this is the – this is really quite big. Learn to ask if this is the only thing I accomplished today, will I be satisfied with my day? That is a really hard thing to be disciplined with. I'm still not that good at it, but I'm getting better with that last one. Sorry, Luke, I'll make sure you can see them. Is there one that sticks out to you that you'd love to mm. clarify your answer to and my answer to? Personally, I would say the last one. Specifically. All right, bang. That's a simple one. Mm. All right. How does that relate to you now? Are you able to do that? Is that something that's just never on your radar? Do you have yeah, trouble very, trying to do too much? I don't it's know, very difficult. That, yeah, I remember Tim was talking in terms of having a productive day, you should never really have more than three things you want to accomplish in a, in a single day, which is, which goes against it's the normal. It's frustrating when you hear it, isn't it? Admit it, Luke. Yeah, it you is. Think, oh, I can't do that. Tim, yeah, I because you, you want... I'm sorry, mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you go, when you go to work, for example, you have a, you have your to-do list and there's just a bunch of different things everywhere. Heaps and sort of, of mm-hmm. you, narrowing it down to three important things makes you focus narrowing it down to one is even more difficult but it would be like having a if i can think from a work example having a having a deep conversation with a customer that okay like sort of building building a relationship or finding out more about their situation stuff like that Mm. as opposed to just answering a bunch of email or sitting in meetings and just it really it, it really depends, but it, it's a good question to narrow down to things that things that you need to focus on essentially that are yeah. important. I, I find this challenging, but I've realized lately, very recently, that I'm really forced to embrace this concept. Good friend of mine, Athena Sayaka, who has a good YouTube channel and stuff and podcast. She, you know, talked about this with me ages ago too, but I don't think I was really ready to like I was conscious of it's important, but like the discipline, if you really do it, you do actually have to be proper disciplined about it. I regret not doing it earlier, but you know, she was always saying it's like three things. One of them is the most important. You got to be content to get the other two just done and you can have more things on your to-do list, but you can't necessitate that they're going to get done. So have the full to-do list, but like after the first three are done, the others, you can't lock yourself into like getting them done today or feeling bad that they didn't get done today. And I've kind of had to f- embrace a similar thing because I realized I was getting too burnt out. I was being a bit of a dopamine junkie, 
getting high on just having things to do all the time and crowding out all my time and having time to actually slow down and relax, which actually dilutes your overall quality of life, I felt. And, but then it does force you to, to stop chasing all these spinning plates. So you can spin one, two or three very well. And if you, you have to be ruthless and actually disciplined, I find to think, no, no, no. But if I have to cut something and that other question is like a gun to your head. I use that for writing because everyone is always too nice. Like, oh, it's a nice piece of writing, Joe. Thank you. But if you had a gun to your head and had to remove one chapter or section, what would it be? There's a fucking gun to your head. And then like, if, I, if there's a gun to my head, it's that. And then that ruthlessness can force you to take away something that will, was not as strong. And then you're left with an overall more pure and then you've decluttered. Like I think, was it Stephen King who said like a piece of writing is done? No, there's a graphic design quote, which is like a design is done when there's nothing left to remove. So like a piece of work is done mm. or your plan for the day is done when there's nothing else you can possibly remove because it ultimately it looks necessary to you, but it's probably just fluff. Mm. And the MVL concept, like which was episode one of the podcast, is actually very much an 80-20 kind of principle for life. It's like, what are the things I really actually only, like really like, if I just have these simple things, life is really good. You know, what are those things? Like I could have more and that'd be lovely. Yes, like I can afford a more expensive meal, get an extra set of, an extra steak or something. But like if I just, like if I can have a steak two times a week, that's pretty good. Like I love food, but if that's, and it's very tricky, but I, I find it so easy, especially in a like a modern, like opportunity rich world. You can work on all these different things, podcasts and blogs and startups and bootstrap companies and crypto projects and everything. And it's so easy now more than ever to be overstimulated doing all these things. And you feel really like I'm doing all these things and you get very proud about it. But I think it's very dopamine again. It's ego and dopamine and that. And then I realize you get to a point, I think eventually where you realize, no, fuck this. I really care about this. And I think if you actually can slow down to think, as I found, sorry for bumping the microphone there, something does normally jump out. Just need to be going slow enough to see it. Mm. Uh, and I think for me, like, I think more of this self-awareness philosophy stuff, I guess that's what the podcast is weighted towards. Out of all the things that are probably like exciting and fun to do, that is the thing that keeps jumping out at me. Uh, writing and podcasting is an extension of caring a lot about deeper thinking and, and self-awareness and 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 that and, and, and practical philosophy. And so when you're forced to 80, 20 your life, you can then, when you're ready, I think after trying a lot of things, double down on that. And then you think about that one thing every day as like, all right, what would really move me towards? Coming back to what we said yesterday, thinking in terms of steps, what would really move me towards the more meaningful thing? So that was a bit of a ramble from me, but it really is that whole idea of if you choose everything, you choose nothing. If you say yes to everything, you say, if you say yes to something, you say no to something else. I think there are times to widely sample or have a bit of a crazy day where you indulge all your little to-dos. Mm. At some point, you're probably going to have to rein it in just for your own sanity. 
and I health. Think there's a particular like I've had times at work where you you the time goes really quick and you get to the end of the day and you're like, hang on, what did I actually do? Like you can't in sort a of positive point way. To, no, no, in a negative way. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You, you like, just hopped you, on the what, escalator what I, that day. Yeah, what can I actually point to that I got out of today? Look, some I don't do this because I find it annoying, but some people track. Like Byron Dempsey's good at this, like and Ori, I think, and Scott might be as well. They actually track what they do very well on a day, and they reflect on it once a week and stuff. Mm. And so you can get the benefit in two ways. It can be like, oh, I actually felt like I'm not doing a lot, but I actually got a lot done this week, which can be good reassurance. Yeah. Or it can be, holy fuck, I'm wasting so much time. I don't even think about. It. I don't even realize I'm not really achieving anything. Very powerful. Mm. Very powerful. So look, 80-20 your day, ladies and gentlemen, 80-20 your day. That's the takeaway. But I think those eight questions are great. There's a blog in the show notes that has all those like questions and everything. But you can also in there on the Everything Joe link, sign up to the newsletter where once a week you just get a summary of the best episode of that week and uh, just a breakdown of the big takeaway from it. But yeah, tomorrow we are back again, Luke. And where this can be exciting, right? What Tim Ferriss would change about the four-hour work week today, which is the book we've been unpacking last week. So that will be tomorrow's focus. I'll see you again.